Hello and welcome to the first ever Quacko Paco Halloween special episode. <laughs> Featuring Schmidt, an easily frightened superstitious man from Johto. Elodie, an all too sweet and overly innocent woman from the Kalos region. Gimli, a stubborn man from Sinnoh who is beginning to show his old age. And Cindy, a young and completely reckless ball of destruction from Hoenn. Be aware that some of what you may hear may include frightening situations and descriptions of the macabre. You have been warned. The Quacko Paco is on their classic Quacko Paco adventures. They're traveling down a route. It's got a well-trodden path. It's a sunny day. The grass is green and the tailo are chirping in the sky. When suddenly, Schmidt's personal phone that he received from his lawyer friend, Clementine Sawyer, starts ringing. Does he answer it? Uh, sure. He picks it up and he hears, Schmidt, my boy, it's me, Clementine Sawyer. You remember me? Uh, yeah, man. How's it going? He says, I'm doing great. Listen, I saw what you guys did in Lava Ridge. That was exceptional. You saved the whole dang town. Everyone's talking about you guys. It's incredible. You are some grade A adventures, if I say so myself. Yep, that was fairly recent and fresh on my memory. He <laughs> says, because we're such good friends, I got to ask you a favor, all right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it, brother. He says, I need you to go investigate a house where a double homicide took place. This sounds like pretty classic quacko-packo business. I think you guys can handle this. Yeah, that's something we normally do. Um, yeah, we're totally... Yeah, uh, let me talk to the gang about it. Um, you know, normally uh, we don't do anything that's like below a triple homicide, you know, but since you're a friend, yeah, we'll go check it out for you. He says, no, 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 not, not recently. Uh, I, I was supposed to go out there a few years ago, uh, shortly after the crime occurred, but I got caught up in other business. Uh, this place has been abandoned ever since, so you've got nothing to worry about. I just got a new lead that the scene of that crime may have more hints about the status of the culprit who has been missing for a couple years now, and it's a big priority of my office and Mauville PD to find out what happened to the suspect. Will you take it? Uh, sure. He says, great, I'll give you some intel. Rumor has it that this place was inhabited by a recently engaged happy couple, Desiree and Luke. They moved in expecting to get married just a month later, but after one day, the couple never left the house again. When family and friends went to investigate where their beloved nuptial couple was, reports say they were scared off from investigating by evil spirits and haunting music, and the front door was impossible to open or break. When MPD finally got around to investigating, there was no trace of the couple. Kids in the neighborhood say that they still see Luke through the windows, pacing about. He then, then describes to you uh, where it is in geographically, north of Mauville, and if you turn about, you'll see it's, uh, it's right in front of you. The address that he describes to you is just, it's right there. There's a two-story house. It's got a staircase that's all wooden and has posts that are kind of creaky and cobwebby. And there's two giant windows in the front that lead to big rooms on either side of a foyer. And they have this weird kind of creepy old house tinted out kind of feel to them. And uh, Clementine Sawyer says, oh, perfect. You're already there. All right. Have fun. And he hangs uh, up. Okay. Hey, guys, I think we're having fun. Um so there's this go on. So wild. That's no, fine. I was like, it's just so wild. Like, oh what? Oh, there it is. Like, Casual oh, Tuesday. No yeah. yeah. Oh, you're out. It's a normal day in Ohio. True. Normal day in Hoenn. True. Normal day in Ohio. 
it's it seems like the moment you turn to face this house this beautiful sunny day is just no longer a beautiful sunny day you feel like in the distance you can hear children crying the sky gets overcast there's uh, murkrow cawing it just is just bad news all of a sudden the moment that you see this house so it's what's inside my mind is now outside my mind yeah yeah probably Probably. For sure. Sick. It's classic right? cartoon haunted mansion on the hill with the thunderstorm. <laughs> yep, yep, and... yep, 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 exactly. Ah, uh, it's so sick. Then the theme song kicks in. We get to uh, be the meddling kids, guys. Let's go. Yes, yes yeah. I'm a Wait, meddling okay, kid. Okay, but who's Scooby? Um, Quacko, <laughs> obviously. Forever. Yeah, Quacko is definitely 100%. Scooby. Yeah. Can Quacko talk this episode? Uh, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has to talk like Donald Duck. Quacko. <laughs> I need Quacko Snackos. Quacko Snackos. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> okay, that's crazy. As you turn about to face this house, your adventuring friend who you've been traveling with for this adventure that you're having, Symmetra, says, mm, that's too spooky for me. I'll wait out here for you guys to come back, and if anything bad happens, just yell for me, okay? No problem, Symmetra. Gives a thumbs up, and she says, you guys have fun. <laughs> Can- canonically, where are we? You Are Are we in? Like, in Hoenn? Yeah, like, are we in Fall Arbor? Was this you after? Are... Timeline-wise, I mean. It, um, yes. Hey, so that's yes. Episode... Correct. You've oh, wait, been to Fall Arbor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are somewhere north yeah. of Mauville. I will not specify where. Schmidt looks at Sam and then like squints at her and is like, I thought we had something. Uh, I'm going to roll to see if she notices that at all. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She's, she thought you were talking to yourself. Okay. Great. Do you walk up to the spooky house that the Quacko Paco traditionally generally enter houses of similar design and quality for purposes <laughs> related to their adventure? Of course. So oh, yeah. hear me out. We uh-huh. can just not do it. But but spooky house, it looked cool. You literally just agreed. Yeah, the Paco you, Paco never goes you, back. You signed us up for this. Yeah, um, we're Sch- only as strong as our word. Uh, uh, Schmidt's phone begins to ring again. Uh, okay, you pick it up. Uh, yeah, Schmidt, my boy, it's me again, Clementine Sawyer. By the way, if you don't do this, I'm going to charge you for the amount of the legal stuff that you owe me from the from the Johto court. That's going to be like eighty six thousand Pokemon dollars. Okay, bye. Uh, okay, I wish she led with that. Um. <laughs> Man forgot. It's like really understandable. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, by the way, like you can't uh, refuse. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, uh, um, okay. So we have to do this. <laughs> the, yeah. <sighs> All right. <laughs> is is Gimli in first? <laughs> yes, I'm gonna give it for the first time ever a nice gentle knock on the door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Roll a roll a wisdom check. Okay. Possessed by the door. Ooh, God. Okay. Uh, five. Yeah, you knock on the door. Do you enter? <laughs> Does it open? It doesn't open on its own. It doesn't open. I mean, okay, I try to open the door then. Okay. Yeah. It's these those big old vertical handles with the thing that, like where you open it with your thumb, you press down, you know, it's got that latch. Ah, uh, yes, it's on my front door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you have no problem opening it. It's pretty oh. dark inside, and you are immediately hit with just dustiness. It's excessive dustiness. But uh you don't have any necessarily visual, audio, or nasal stimuli. You don't smell anything. <laughs> I don't know what you nasal stimuli. <laughs> well, I don't know what you call that. Olfactory, there we go. Olfactory stimuli. Look at me. I know my words. Is dust flammable? Yes. Actually, very. I, I just wanted to make sure before I make stupid decisions. Okay. Dang. 
I, I wasn't leading with fire. Beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't leading with fire. Like that wasn't my original plan, but I'm like, hmm, let me take this into account before I cause damage. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Of course, of course. But that does give us a good option of if we see something and we want to set everything on fire. Imagine just like very easily done. Just detonate the house. (laughs) We investigated. It's now ashes. Oh my god, a draft! And they just blow up the house. Yeah, I'm glad that the party has turned Cindy's weakness into a strength. Like they've all acknowledged. (laughs) Like, wait, this is a tool. (laughs) Like we got it. Anywho, Gimli, do you enter? Yes. Does everyone else enter? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Okay. Right. Schmidt brings up the absolute rare. They're just way behind. Like refuses to walk in. Yeah. Oh, okay. man, he's never been to a haunted house there, and he's like, come on, Rit, you gotta go for the stairs. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say to this. Broken. Uh, we got we rusty in here. Very rarely... This is props to Richie as a DM. Uh, very rarely does he say no, right? No. This is the line. This is too far. <laughs> I, no. yeah, I, I don't, I will not comment on the Scooby Doo Quacko situation right now. Um, as Schmidt pulls up the absolute rear, he is the last one to go through the door. And as he steps through, it slams shut as if there's some sort of draft. And Schmidt, with his ear close to the door, hears a series of clicking and whirring, like, and then a little humming sound, like, and there's no handle on the inside of the door. It seems like a a series of locks have activated, and there's no way out. So that's what we're dealing with currently. You have stepped into a foyer. A feature of a nice kind of modern-ish house that you may see. In front of you is a large staircase, probably about 20 or so steps up. That leads to a corridor at the top. There is a rug beneath you. It looks all kind of tattered and torn up. Uh, There is a... uh, There's just various receiving kind of furniture. There's like a little red velvet chair with, with gold... What would you call it? Trim? Gold trim. To your left... You can see a door that is slightly creaked open, and on the other side of it, there seems to be a bookcase in that room. You're right. There is a closed door, and in front of you, there's a staircase. Above you, there's a dusty old chandelier. It seems like there's like one little light on it that is burning, and it's just enough to give you just like 10 feet of clear visibility. Uh, What does the party want to do? Um, Do I have cookie freak the fuck out first are you checking like your inventory kind of thing like your pokemon you're checking what pokemon you have correct i'm just making sure that like this is after cookie evolved canonically yes are you looking to send her out yes just to have a little more light okay as you reach for your pokeball you uh go to send out cookie and your pokeball does not work there is no function the only pokemon that are currently at your disposal are your partner Pokemon who are already out, being Quacko the Farfetch, Cabbage the Alcreamy, Trevor the Bulldore, and Soli the Ninetales. Okay. I guess this is the light we have, guys. For now. What do you mean? We can't, we can't use Pokemon? <laughs> it's not possible? <laughs> so what's happening? I don't know. Cookie didn't come out. <laughs> Tries for Tortle. Doesn't work. <laughs> right? Correct. Yeah. Cool. Great. Just Cookie, great. wake up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. 
Cookie, wake up! Are you are you saying this out loud? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Roll a roll a wisdom. Oh, we gonna make friends, guys. You're a kitty, kitty. <laughs> You're a kitty, kitty. <laughs> Another kitty, kitty uh, situation. Wisdom is a plus one. That's a three. That's a three. Yeah, that's great. Love that. That's so sick. What would the Quacko Paco like do? Well, I guess we have nothing to do but explore. So, I mean, Good we can break the left. door. Ah, uh, can we? <laughs> we don't. We don't. We don't have to leave. I'm just saying. I would like the option. <laughs> I don't know. The handle's kind of gone, and this seems like a spooky place. I can only assume what happened. All right, push forward. Good adventures go left. <laughs> Are we going left? I'm so glad that caught on. <laughs> they do go left. We do be going left. We do be going left. You enter a room that seems to be some sort of study. There is a large oak table in the center that faces outwards towards a large window. One of the large windows you saw in the front. There is a large bookshelf full of books. Um, There is a quaint office chair that's a little dusty. It's got a cobweb or two on it. On the center of the desk, there is a pen and a book that is um, closed it's kind of got like uh, it's ornamented with like pink frills. Kind of it seems like a very kind of a very feminine book. There is a photograph, a framed photograph on the desk as well. There's a poster on the wall that's just like a map of Hoenn. And that's what you see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I open the book? Sure. You pick up the book. First, make a charisma save. Mm. Nine. OK, great. Very good Christmas save. Cindy picks up this book and it seems to be some sort of diary or journal or something. On the front of it, in a cursive font, it says Desiree. Do you wish to read it? Yeah. Okay. I will send you the text and you can read it out loud if you like. I want to make one note before you do so, though. And that is, it seems like there's on the first page written in pen is someone's handwriting. It looks a little vaguely feminine. And there's a few words that have been completely scribbled out with a new word written on top. Here's the text. Mm. You want to you wanna read it to our friends? So the bold is the... Is the... the it's it's overwritten, correct. Oh. Oh, no. Okay. Hello, diary. Hee <laughs> hee. I feel like a schoolgirl again. I was bubbling over with excitement about the wedding... And my family said I should write it down so you can always remember how you felt when you were in Lily Puppy Love with Joseph. (laughs) So here I am. I know Joseph is excited too. He can't stop smiling. We've been moving into our new place and oh my goodness, it's simply our dream home. There's even a whole study for us to work in and Joseph claimed... (laughs) The downstairs space as a music studio. I'm so excited I get to start this journey with Joseph, the love of my life. Manny and Dell are settling in nicely too. I've never known a Manectric and a Del Caddy to get along so well until Joseph and I started dating. Okay, that's enough for now. There's so much to unpack, but I can't wait to get back to this diary. Much love. That is the first page. If you turn the pages to the other pages, um, the first several after this first page are blank. And then the last 15 or so pages of the diary features the word Luke 
written very gently and then crossed out with the word Joseph over and over and over again. Hmm. Sounds like somebody was jealous. Joseph. Were we told Luke, it was Desiree and Luke were the couple? It was yeah. definitely Luke is what uh, I have in my notes that I actually took. Impressive. Who's Joseph? Um, <laughs> uh, probably part of the mystery that we're solving. <laughs> sounds like a super chill dude. Yeah, dude is like yeah. low I, key. Honestly, a dude named Joseph definitely is not capable of double homicide. True. Um, but like, I don't know. I'd it's like, get my was like, with that guy, yeah. Yeah. But the way that like a few pages later for a bunch of pages, she kept writing like Luke and it was crossed out. So I wonder if it has like a magical ghosty property where like whatever it is, is crossing it out as she was writing or something similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it could be Joseph doing it because like. He he he's a party man. He slams mimosas. Yeah, yeah. He's just you ever just go on a bender and then mark out all of your ex's current boyfriend's name in their diary and replace it with your own. <laughs> Every day. Oh, dude, that sounds problematic. all the time. Just a that, Tuesday. What that you... big big green flag, honestly. <laughs> From where you picked up the diary, you can see a little framed photo of a happy young couple they are embracing each other in front of the house the house looks quite a bit different it looks like it has a fresh coat of paint on it um they're smiling and waving to the camera luke is holding out a peace sign and standing beside them is a manectric and a del caddy cute cute we don't know anything that happened to the manectric and the del caddy you have not been given any information that's so sad i hope they're still alive or doing okay elsewhere true um it seems like this is a place where perhaps desiree liked to spend her time or maybe she worked or who knows but it has it has it's it's pretty nice and tidy for the most part despite the fact that it's really dusty and there's like cobwebs and stuff but well, they know. like it seems like they just moved in mm-hmm. like not much has happened they correct just... describe the room again are there any like wardrobes or closets or something no there's shelving mm-hmm. um it seems like there's a little spot uh next to her desk where she just has like some some trinkets Laying about, like, uh, it seems like there's some some medals from some sort of athletic competition. Uh, there's a map of Hone on the wall. There's a big bookcase behind the desk. And the desk faces outwards, out front. Um, and in front of the desk, there is a little cat bed. Oh, I'm, I'm going to try something. Yeah. Here, kitty, is there kitty? a pen nearby the book? There is. I open it up to a blank page after all where Luke has been written and then crossed out and written and crossed out. Okay. I open it up to a blank page and I write Luke... Okay. And to like leave the book open and watch. Okay. You do that. <laughs> Nothing happens. Nothing happens. No. I, okay. I don't think we're it's, uh, it's a, Yeah. I think it's what? a ghost. I think it's just a chill dude. Yeah, it's I think a it's dude. a very, very relaxed, chill, not creepy guy. Honestly, I'd smoke with him. Like I don't even smoke True. like that. But, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, social smoking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As that is said, the group gets a slight inhalation of cigarette smoke. Real? In their nostrils, yes. Hmm. Classic Joseph. <laughs> Classic Joseph. The nasal oh, stimuli, if you will. Yo, cool he got a nasal stimuli. <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute cool guy. It's about damn time you get a nasal stimuli, come on. Can we use our expert noses to sniff out where the cigarette smell is coming from? Yeah, give yeah if me... I'm known for anything, I scent. Yeah, <laughs> Schmidt, give me give me a d20 and add uh, uh, add uh, wisdom, I guess. 
survival. Yeah, survival. Totally yeah, survival. had my die roller and sheets up and prepared. Um, it's a three on the die, so I don't think my modifier is relevant. No, it's not relevant. Yeah, you can smell cigarette smoke for sure. It's coming from a place, certainly. <laughs> yep, um, I, I conveyed it's coming from somewhere. Yeah, it, it has been conveyed. And solely, maybe sniff it out better. Sure. You'll give Soli Soli, a little roll. coming from. Yeah. Come on, Soli, be wise. 14. 14? Yeah, Soli uses her schnoz to determine that it is coming from across the hallway. So. Well, are we going to go to that turn, room? So we, we go left again. Investigate, <laughs> or we can systematically pull every book in this bookcase <laughs> looking for a secret passageway. Honestly, that's looking kind of like a good idea. Yeah, let's pull on some books. I'm down. Yeah. Okay, who who all is uh, pulling on the books? Systematically, everyone. Okay. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone gets a shelf. Everyone gets a shelf. Okay, I think just because it was his idea, we'll say that uh, Schmidt went for the pull. As Schmidt pulls on the book, kind of high up on the shelf because he's the tallest party member, he pulls on one book and immediately, seemingly impossibly. Every single book falls out of the bookshelf and falls super hard around our party and onto the ground, and everyone needs to make a dexterity safe. Oh, oh no. For sure. For sure, for sure. We've angered the books. That's some... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yes. Time for my ballerina moves. 18. <laughs> Eight. Uh, dirty 21. Nice. The ladies, Elodie and Cindy, take... Eight points of book damage as they are <gasps> pelted by, by the falling books. Not a single book remains on the shelf and they all splay open. Every single one has had their spine removed and they are all filled with the word Luke scribbled over with Joseph. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Another chill move from Joseph. Yeah, you know what? That seems very chill. This is a dude who's secure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had a, he's had a, he, uh, um, <laughs> really knows a what hobby, he's about. really. Like, honestly, yeah. like, he's a hobby at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people play games, some people do music. He, he finds the word Luke and scribbles it out and replaces it with his name. I wonder if these a are hobby. published. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, nothing to see here. Time to go across the hall. <laughs> yeah, I guess that didn't that? work. Books. That was that every was single every book. book. That was like 30 okay. or so books. Is there anything left on the shelf to be revealed? Um, Yeah, make a wisdom check. Wisdom check. Wisdom check. That is a natural two. Natural two? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we, can, we can work with this. Um, Schmidt is convinced that this bookcase must be hiding something. There's something in there. Mm -hmm. So he peers inside and then um, from deep within the wood sprouts out a face with a tongue sticking out and silly, goofy-looking eyes, and it goes, Bleh! and it looks at Schmidt. However, this is quite peculiar, because what I've just described is not perceived by Gimli, Cindy, or Elodie. Um, there is a little, small, about a foot and a half, two foot tall, pink, bipedal creature that is just locked eyes with Schmidt, and it's got his tongue sticking out. Hmm, <laughs> mm, I see. Quacko attack. Okay. I'm, it's a it's a one v one thing. What are you having Quacko do? Uh, uh, classic. Hit it with the sword. Okay. Quacko looks up at Schmidt and is not sure about what he is hitting with the sword. Um. Okay. 
No one else sees this. No one sees this it little, except for Schmidt. Absolute. I'm speaking to. <laughs> oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sees what? What are you? This little about? absolute goblin right here. This little pink little uh, goblin. Why are you talking about Quacko like that? It's it's called called Quacko's honestly. not pink. Get it right. And I'm, I'm pointing to the shelf. I'm like, there is this goblin right here. I'm staring Did you at ask me. Him if his name's Joseph? You know what? I did. I turned to the goblin and I ask him, "Is your name Joseph?" He turns his face around really like slowly, so his back is facing you, and then mm-hmm. he quickly spins back around and uses his fingers to open his eyes wider. He goes, "Blah." What do he say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Any updates? You know, my uh, goblinese is a bit rusty, um, but to me, it sounded like you said "Blah." Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, Even he might not be Joseph. She totally believes him, just like she did in the desert. It's like you, <laughs> you see that tower, and Cindy's like, "No, nope, but I believe you. Like, <laughs> I'm sure it's there." At this point, I've seen some stuff, so there's definitely something there. I don't know. Is he friend shaped? Puntable is this creature? Uh, quite puntable. Okay. <laughs> Good size. If I is it is it corporeal? Could I reach out and grab it? You haven't tried. Okay. Can I reach out and grab it? Yeah. Um, make a dex check. Oh, that's pretty low. Um, eleven. Yeah, you're able to nab him just by like a little black wing that's on his back, and he's kind of okay. squirming and writhing. He's going with his tongue. I I, I I toss him and line him up for a punt. Okay. Um, what direction are you punting him? Um, is there a window in this room or? Um, there is. It is like one of those like reinforced metal grate windows, but there's a window. Gotcha. Hmm. So can't punt him through the window. You could try um, out the door of the study into the entryway. You know, then he'd get into the into the rest of the house mm. and fuck with us later. For clarity, the party sees Schmidt's hand outstretched holding something, but sees no imp and hears no noise. Uh, just a random direction that's not the door. Random direction that's punt. not the door. Yeah, you can roll me a punt strength. Why not? Yeah. Signature Schmidt kick. Oh, wait, that was actually <laughs> strength of zero. That was 17. 17, not bad. Um, Schmidt kicks this invisible friend or foe, undetermined, um, and he <laughs> flies into the wall above the door and poofs. And uh, there's like little pink confetti that only Schmidt can see that falls to the ground. He exploded in confetti. Well, I guess you did pretty good then. So is okay. he a pinata, I guess? Yeah, maybe he was a pinata for sure. Oh, a spooky pinata. <laughs> okay. All right, shall we, we with our lives, I guess. Okay. Yes, after we looked at all this handwriting, I think we're pretty much done here, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, question Does Cindy leave the diary behind or take it? Oh, let me put it back where it was. Okay. Maybe still open to the page that like Luke was written just to see if anything happened. Okay. The moment that you put it down, you hear a voice in your ear. It's a woman's voice. And it's, oh. and it says, where, where, where? Just over and over and over again. And then it <laughs> fades away after about 15 times. Cindy just had a moment. It's fine. Does the party want to continue? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As... As the party steps forward, Schmidt notices the sound of footsteps behind him. Mm, not about it. Does he take a look, or what is his plan? I'm, I'm going to turn around with a with a with a kick, with like a sidewinder. Okay. Um, I'm all about the 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 kicks today. Yeah, 
Um, your way through. Schmidt didn't quite make con eye contact with whatever is following him, but he kicked it. And then immediately to his right in the corner uh, of the room where the Hoenn map is, he sees another explosion of pink confetti. Oh, mm. he's just extra fucking with me right now. Okay. The party walks back into the foyer. The light at the top of the ch chandelier is starting to flicker. And on the second floor, the whole party can passively hear the sound of four-legged Pokemon pet footsteps. It's pattering. Here, kitty, kitty. or kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. Has that said out loud? Absolutely. Of course. Okay. Always. Now that we know that there's possibly kitty, kitty. Roll a charisma. It's a five. It's a five? My rolls have been garbage today. Cindy's voice echoes through the hallowed chambers. Here, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. And it just fades out. Um, the trail of smoke has become ever more clear. It is becoming more powerful as you walk across the hall. The cigarette mm -hmm. smoke. Reminds me of my youth. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Reminds me of dear old dad. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of pulp. <laughs> and, uh, ice cubes in a glass. Yeah, we should check out that room, I think. Okay. The um, room, is it the shut door? Or like, yes, it's is a, there another room? There's a second room downstairs that is directly across from the study that it seems mm -hmm. like you were trying to enter with the door closed. Is that correct? Hmm. Was yeah. this the music room that was mentioned in the whatever? Uh, I feel like it was it's a downstairs. That's where we're going is downstairs, right? You are downstairs. Okay. Mm -hmm. It seemed weird that she would say downstairs when she is downstairs. Mm -hmm. Well, it might be like a basement. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's usually where they put like a studio like that anyway. If it's like a mm -hmm. music room. So we're not going to the music studio. Not yet. Okay. No, that's going to be where a big boss fight is. It'll be fine. I don't want the... Okay. Are you entering this room? Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, sure. Yep. You open the door, and it's immediately clear to you that this is a room for a hobbyist who enjoys music. <laughs> this is, in oh, fact, wow. a music studio. Um, Holy moly. There, Yo, now it's time to my big tape. There is a whole <gasps> bunch of instruments. Um, some of them are covered in like a white sheet. Uh, there's a piano in the center of the room that seems like a pretty nice, pretty expensive piano. It has the lid open currently. Um, there is a series of stools. There's a little couch. Um, there's a whole bunch of instruments. There's guitars. There's mandolins. There's basses. Um, there's there's string instruments. There's drums. There's all sorts of musical instruments. And on the far wall, there is a very, very large mirror that reflects towards the outside. It's on the northern wall. This window faces south, so it faces outside there is an ashtray on a stool next to the piano with a cigarette in it that is currently smoking <laughs> more like an ashtray right cabbage plunk oh. out some tunes for us dog um is cabbage gonna play the piano yes cabbage does not know how to play the piano oh okay. i was okay. gonna say cindy down to play like mary had a little lamb with one finger on the piano you, is cabbage and cindy gonna have a duet or something or are they gonna play at the piano absolutely Yes. Okay, give, give me charisma checks for both of them. Oh my god, my rolls have been terrible. That's an eight. Mm. Is this performance or just charisma? It's performance. Oh my god, I have to do so much math right now. 23. 23, great. The intention to do a piano duet uh, was not super clear to Cindy, so she just kind of started trying to do whatever she was trying to do on the piano. Alkermi's Cabbage is not a trained pianist. 
but uh she has a decent concept of melody so she's just kind of hitting the keys but it's it's in they're, they're diatonic they, they sound kind of okay and so he's just kind of plunking away some of the keys um are not as in good condition as the other ones i should say more the the structure the mechanism that makes the hammers hit the strings isn't functioning as there's some dead keys they kind of just clank and they, they they play some music for a little bit is there a particular kind of tune you think cabbage would play preferably um public access and not copyrighted that's a good question you don't have to have an answer um, the scooby-doo oh. theme song okay great yeah that's certainly not copyrighted by warner brothers absolutely not yeah cabbage plays this little tune it doesn't play it well she is just a pokemon after all but um she does that at the cadence of the melody right as it ends the lid of the piano slams shut in a startling fashion and it echoes through the room and all of the other instruments that are on the walls and kind of laying about just kind of um rumble a little bit it uh draws your attention to i need a roll uh gimli give me a give me a wisdom check uh dirty 20 dirty 20 nice yep the this the sonic resonance from the piano lid shutting and just the chaos of noise that was ejected from the piano causes the mirror to kind of uh vibrate in a way that draws Gimli's attention and he sees right below the mirror there is a classic quacko paco enemy a safe <laughs> classic <laughs> classic classic um this one is Here. not a combination lock okay the safe cabbage check your spy kit for a lock picking kit we'll say yeah cabbage has of course, she has some lockpicking stuff. It didn't come with the spy kit. It somehow ended up in there. Cabbage found it or made it or something. But she does, in fact, have lockpicking stuff. Um, do you want her to make an attempt? Absolutely. Okay, give her a dex check. Be sure to put your sunglasses on. Oh, yeah. She put the sunglasses on. Okay, give her disadvantage on her dex check. <laughs> what? No way. Uh, eight. Eight. Yeah, great. She she sticks the lockpick in and she feels like, you know, she her face looks very confident. She's got her tongue sticking out. And then the lockpick snaps and a uh, spooky uh, ghostly face sticks its head out of the safe and licks her on her face, dealing a total of 18 points of ghost type damage. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, no. And then it slinks back into the safe. The safe might not be That's so friendly. Lot. This safe is a lot meaner than the other safe. I'm not going to lie. Like, the other safe was a pain to get into, but, like, this one's mean. Yeah, honestly, okay. kind of rude. I didn't want to see what was in there anyway. <laughs> the party notices that there's truly a lot of instruments around here. Whoever the musician was who lived here was either quite skilled or they were a collector because there's just instruments of all sorts of families here. Some of them are, like, put away neatly, and some of them are just kind of strewn about the place. And there is a single book that is sitting on the couch that looks to be a rhyming dictionary. <laughs> I love rhyming dictionary. Rhymes with Joseph. Cindy, mm-hmm. being Cindy, uh, is going to open up the rhyming dictionary to see if Luke in this book has been crossed out and replaced with Joseph in the rhyming dictionary. Are you looking up the word Luke in the rhyming dictionary? Yes. Yeah. Cindy turns through the pages and she sees in like the handful, like dozen or so instances where Luke is listed as a rhyme crossed out and replaced with joseph but other than that the rhyme dictionary seems perfectly regular it might be a little old it seems like it's like a little outdated it doesn't have some current slang but it is a rhyming dictionary classic joseph behavior you look at what does joseph rhyme with and it just it's like duke 
<laughs> I don't think that's right, bud. I don't, I don't think it's good. As... I think Cindy might try to pocket this one. Okay. Yeah, that's a great idea. As Cindy slips it into her bag, I need her to make a wisdom save. Please, Dice. What's <laughs> a four? It's a four? Okay. It's a four. Cindy feels like something is like haunting her kind of not necessarily like she doesn't feel in danger but she feels like something like somebody's watching her and judging her and that if she does something wrong she might get punished does that feeling go away when i take the book out of my bag no okay then i keep it in my bag it's fine okay great anything else does the quacko paco want to do with this room well we never uh finished our business with the safe did we nope no you want to get licked by the safe too I don't really want to get licked. Just for clarity, does, I... does Cindy ask that question out loud? Yes. Okay, that's fine. Continue. Okay. Oh, this how, is afraid something's going to happen there for a second. <laughs> um, the safe is not okay. very large. Um, it is smaller than the one that you saw at the NRG slash Magma hideout. Oh, yeah. And those, uh, those were like foot safes, too. So, like, they're, yeah, this one's pretty like small pretty then. small. Um, it seems Can very sturdy. I. And this might just be semantics. Can I instruct uh, Quacko to knock off this safe? Sure. Yeah, you're welcome to do that. It's a stationary object, so you don't necessarily uh, need to hit. Quacko, you want him to do it? Yeah. Quacko does it. He smacks the safe with his leak in a knockoff kind of fashion, and nothing particularly happens. Cool. I would thought that would work like... You know, I'd knock the, the, the safe off the the Pokemon. <laughs> then we could open it. That, that would be interesting. Yeah. But I don't I'm, think it worked. I'm going to pull out my axe. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take an axe to it. <laughs> sure. Your, your pickaxe, right? No, I have a tree cutting axe. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. Um, I have an actual axe, yeah. Sure. And welcome to do that. Are you? Do you cleave into it? I do. Okay. Once again, stationary object. No need to roll to hit it. Gimli smashes his axe into it and it bounces off. Seems it has done nice. effectively zero damage to this thing. Nice. Oh, this thing's solid. I kindly ask the safe to open, hoping that maybe the Pokemon in the safe will be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you're welcome to do so. <laughs> Diplomacy. But what do you say? <laughs> Your kitty kitty. Your kitty kitty. Okay. Maybe I'll like lead with that, but kind of be like, hey, you want to open up the safe so we can see what's inside? You want to be friends? Okay. Um, as the words leave your mouth, Cindy feels that this haunting presence has judged her, and she feels like a cringe in her brain, and she takes one HP of damage. Please write that down. Oh no. Um, no, the cringe is real. Furthermore. Her request to the safe goes unnoticed. Can we burn the safe? <laughs> what You're going to anchor whatever's inside of it. This what is a... metal do we think the safe is made out of? I also feel like the dust is also very flammable, as is the rest of the house. I just want to know what the melting point of the safe is. The safe, for clarity, does have a keyhole. Just putting that out there. Is there a well... key somewhere? We never looked for a key. I'm going to look for a key. 
Hello, this is non-spooky Rich here this time. I'd like to thank you so much for listening to the first part of the Quacko Paco Halloween special. If you cannot wait for the conclusion, you're in luck. The entire session is available right now on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dunsparse. Our Patreon is the single best way to support making the podcast happen, and for only the cost of a latte a month, you're able to access an entire boatload of content, including silly spin-off adventures, art of the journeys made by Grace and Melissa, and juicy, detailed post-show discussions that take place after every group episode. If you'd like to go above and beyond, there are additional tiers where you can get into the nitty-gritty with details about character level-ups and me rambling about the gameplay system and even early access to unedited full audio recordings of our play sessions before they even get to our editor. When we get to 50 patrons, we will be recording and releasing a special spin-off session where the players play as admins of the villainous team from the main Dunsparce and Drampa campaign, Team NRG, and we're well over two-thirds of the way there. If you're not financially able, please, please don't worry about it. Most of the bonus content on Patreon trickles out to the main release eventually, including the second part of this Halloween special. There are plenty of ways that you can support us for absolutely free, such as joining the discussion on Discord, following our Twitter, or just sharing the podcast with a friend. We seriously could not do this without all of your support, and we absolutely cannot thank you enough. We hope you've had a happy and safe Halloween, and we'll see you back with the regular campaign next Tuesday.